0: I was like, she's not here. She's dead.
1: I've died. I've died many times, but here here I I, am born again. I am born again and just tardy and also having technical difficulties.
0: (laughs) Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink and a familiar cozy up by a bubbling cauldron and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I am Katie. I'm Angela and as always I am Jillian and it is so fucking hot it's a hundred thousand degrees every part of my body is sticking it's just everything I don't like it I'm just I'm just going to start with that so if I seem cranky it's because my body is sticking to everything (laughs) yes because the heat is bad and everything is awful uh we we're gonna do um what's in our cauldron today so that we can like try to find the good things the nice things um something that's keeping us alive and moving in this um um you know horrible burning hellscape that is that is america so with that um Katie, would you like to do your thing with jigger? Your your what's in your cauldron? What's what's my keeping cauldron. you alive today? Yes. Um wait.
2: My little cauldron. Um what is in my cauldron is uh even though I'd like to hex the fact the state legislature kept me from taking a week off of work. Thank you, budget. Um, is I took a slightly longish weekend uh in rural central Pennsylvania uh where I enjoyed vodka and television that I don't normally watch and it was at a cabin on a creek with a crap ton of birds including ducks and they had special duck stuff so you could feed all of the ducks and hummingbirds and and quiet and and comfy bed and yes And that's my, my cauldron is I'm slightly more mentally stable now to go into Monday.
0: Yeah, there were duckies.
2: Including a rare-ish ducky.
0: A rare-ish ducky. I'm actually getting a second opinion on the type of variety of duck from Connor's wife, who's apparently an ornithologist. I can wait. I know. Do you think that she would
1: come on and talk about Pennsylvania birds?
0: That'd be so cool. Oh, that would, that be would like, actually be really I, fun.
1: Yeah. Like ask if she would do a segment. That would be so
0: amazing. I love it. I love that. Uh, Angela, what do you have in your cauldron? Well, well,
1: <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't have much in the tank. But I'm working on refilling the tank, and so my current state of affairs is: hello, world. I am currently on employment hi- hiatus. Um, I am not working at the moment, um, and I am I am currently in the active job hunt i uh, got some irons in the fire. Uh, always looking for more irons. So uh, this is a this shameless plug for myself. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, any great opportunities, you know, toss them, toss them my way. Um, but listen, having this downtime, like right now, um, post dog's decision and when we're kind of in... in in my opinion, like we're, we're seeing a teeing up of exactly what the next two years is gonna look like. And that's alarming. And also I think going to be highly irritating and, and an extreme lift to keep organizing, focus where it needs to be. Um, so seeing that work coming down the pike and knowing what's to come, I am really grateful for having this rest time. And I am like taken, I'm really, um, I'm living it up, man. And so, what's in my cauldron is that uh, my three grown children um, and their significant others have all come to visit, and we've done a bunch of like really cool festival activity, and like had a really great time, and played board games, and and lou- lounged about, and had cocktails, and uh, so it was like vacation, but like going away on vacation, but but I'm at home, so I've been having a staycation. Um, and I'm going to follow that up with some vacations, and that is really, like, helping to ground me through all of this, and I'm very grateful for it. Um, the only other thing I have in my cauldron that I really want to recommend to you all is um, I know that Katie and, and Jillian and literally everyone else likes to make fun of me for my devotion to hard seltzer, uh, but Don't care. Um, No, I'm actually
0: in. I'm now, I'm a convert. I'm in.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm in. You're welcome. So I have, I have a recommendation. Um, Vizzy just came out last week with um, a new uh, version, which is mimosa seltzers. So, oh yeah, baby, still a hundred calories, but- They are all mimosa flavored Then with a different, like what? There's peach mimosa, pomegranate mimosa, um, pineapple mimosa, which is my favorite. Uh, But anyway, they are so freaking good. So you should totally try them if you're into mimosas. Because I personally can't drink mimosas other than on extremely special holiday occasions because I can't have all that sugar. So... Mm super yeah. rad, love them, try them. That's what's in my cauldron. Vizzy.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um I uh what's in my cauldron? God. Um Well, I guess one of the things in my cauldron uh, is that I got to uh, walk around the Blair uh, African-American Heritage Festival today with Austin Davis. He came out and joined us. It was super fun. Um, Got to introduce him around to um, some of our amazing people. Um, So that's nice. That like took a slightly took the edge off of the 90 degree heat and the fact that I'm probably going to have a sunburn tomorrow. That's I gotta have uh, positivity, positivity. Where is it? Um my, I'm back home. I was away two times this week, um once for fun and once for work. And uh my dog misses me and I missed my dog. Um and he's so dumb and he's so awkward, but I love him so much, and so I'm I'm very happy to be home with my puppy because I do miss him when I'm away so i guess like any man my my, yeah my 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 aminals are in my cauldron both my both my dog and my angry fluffy kitty (laughs) oh god um so yeah there we go we're uh oh you know what i lie one last thing is because this is something i literally just learned while we were talking a little bit ago um so one of our, one of our favorite listeners, uh, Janice, um, hi Janice, uh, tweeted that baseball is camp and that is simply true. Um, and I, and I had said, yes, yeah, especially minor league baseball, extremely campy. And then like, it occurred to me suddenly. And for the very first time, that's why I love minor league baseball so much because it's so incredibly campy. Um, and she mentioned that she has a lot of merch for the Nashville dollies holy shit did you know that like it's a like dolly parton the nashville dollies it's like dolly parton google them their merch is fire um it's got dolly parton's face on it oh my god life changing so that that brought me a lot of joy i uh.
2: i might i might Fight Jenna's on the baseball is camp thing. Minor league baseball, total camp.
0: Major leagues, though, no. Well, she was at a minor league baseball game, and that is where she made the um. You know, gonna say like the observation. You
1: trying to you trying to tell me that Jalapeno Hannah isn't campy because she is
0: minor
2: minor league
0: baseball Mascals okay well i'm, I'm gonna tell thing. you i'm gonna say Mascals what every pittsburgh pirates person says which is that well pittsburgh pirates kind of are minor league baseball
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, oh man that was hard it's listen
0: we don't listen worst pirates joke in the book
2: we just we we try to be only slightly shade throwing at our respective beloved sports balls
0: I, yeah, I uh, much love to my Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, If I could stand to watch baseball on television, I would watch them, but baseball on television is super boring. And so like, that's just like, why would you ever? Listen, we should introduce our guests. We We have actually two guests today. Yes, we do. We're like double the- Excitement. Yes. So
2: we are focused on Northwestern Pennsylvania. The great Northwest. <laughs> um, so we are focused on two legislative candidates in Northwestern Pennsylvania. So we have Chelsea Oliver, who moved from Pittsburgh to Cory in 2014. She taught digital media courses. Um, she's worked for a financial institution. She might correct me on that. I'm winging that at this point. Uh, she became a councilwoman. Uh, and I believe supervised parks and public recs uh while on council. We also have Narissa Galt. She grew up in Northwestern PA in Cory. Uh, she comes from a working-class family, works in quality assurance, and uh because i doubled the same sentence in the bio that i was just quickly glancing at i will also tell you she has children eight eight <laughs> can't even wrap my brain around it i can't <laughs> i can't i maxed at seven that was the <laughs> one
0: i had one kid it. and didn't sleep for three months and i was like you know what i'm solid
1: <laughs> listen I mean, as someone that only had three kids, uh, I just want to say, eight kids and a background in quality assurance is like they should just be like, you should be like, listen, I can do anything, (laughs) I can do anything, I can multitask. Like, I'm sorry, you could walk into like any shit show going on and be like, boom, 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 boom. (laughs) Right. I had to throw that in there. I have full confidence. If you're, if if they're all alive, if the children are alive, you are
2: imminently qualified. Oh yeah. Emergency preparedness. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. As a pet parent, please do not ask me to respond to any emergency whatsoever. I will just throw you outside.
0: So so let's get into it then. Um Chelsea and Narissa. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Hello. <laughs> We're like both talking at the same time. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So like I think let's first get this out of the way. Why why would you do this to yourself? Why, why, why are you running for office? <laughs> um,
4: I love pain. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I
1: want to identify
4: Chelsea. Chelsea, to Chelsea Chelsea's talking. Yeah. I want to make sure that... Oh yes. Oh, hi I want yeah. To show everyone oh. knows
1: who's talking when since we
4: have two guests. Um so I'm running because I grew up in a rural town and of Elwood City. Um and wait, wait. yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like what? waiting for you to make that connection. What? Hold on a second. Hold on. Wait, I also wait. grew up in Elwood Hold City. Hold on. <laughs> this is an Elwood Chelsea. City pod today. <laughs> Go <Chelsea>. Wolverines. <laughs> Real quick. Yes
2: um when did you when did you graduate high school 2007 Ah, uh, shoot too young so you're not in the orbit of the most random people in the world who know my college boyfriend from elwood city
4: yeah no, she's a baby but who i met in new york oh who's your college boyfriend now i'm just curious <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i grew up in elwood city and like every kid from a small town i couldn't wait to leave um and definitely didn't think that I would end up at another small town, Corey, Nerissa's hometown, <laughs> and fall in love <laughs> with it. But I did. And through, you know, going to college, living in a bigger city, and then coming back to a small town, I realized how little representation rural communities are getting and how we're being left behind in so many ways. So I'm really passionate about community development and you know, making sure that people are included and involved. And that's why I'm running for office to make sure that all those voices are heard.
0: Fantastic. So Nerissa, Nerissa yeah. why are you, why are you doing this?
3: Oh, lots of reasons. Um, I think government isn't as accessible as it needs to be to people. Um, people will suggest Um, As they're talking to voters, they'll suggest that uh, people reach out to me and they're like, Oh, I can't. She's a, she's a legislative candidate. That's, and I'm like, no, I'm just a person like you can talk to me. And the whole reason that I want to get in office is so that people understand that, you know, government should be accessible to you because you're really the ones who are in charge of it. Um, And that as the legislation, we're supposed to work for you. Um, rather than you know being the boss of you which seems to be the general idea that that a lot of people have.
4: Word I agree. Yeah no
0: no it's absolutely right.
1: You know what's really crazy is I think that um like what you said Marissa um is something that um has like kind of really been lost in the, in the state state legislature over time. Um like the makeup of the state legislature used to be like all kinds of totally random Pennsylvanians of all kinds of different professions and all kinds of different backgrounds and kind of uh said, you know we we've moved away from that for you know a a, a lot of different reasons not all of them good. So I am always really happy and excited to see people who are, um, no offense, no offense to the, the my sister lawyers out there, uh, but I'm always excited to see, you know, a, a diverse individuals with diverse backgrounds running who have a kind of a different lived experience.
3: Yeah.
2: Another great example of the usefulness of quality assurance. Mm-hmm. that fucking legislature needs that
0: it does. oh god that's it this very low quality it is very like just i was talking today about one of my local legislators who genuinely came obviously he's a republican genuinely came to an indivisible meeting during his first term and when people like question him about like why wouldn't you vote you know this way on this bill and you know it was like not the way that the rest of the republicans voted right and he said like well oh it's only my first term so like i don't want to to make waves (laughs) so i assume that you guys are running to make some waves
4: yeah yeah
0: we're like stirring the pot (laughs) it's yeah, so that that, mind, that mindset makes no sense to me. But like, I guess so, like with that, you know, what do you think, like what do you see as some of the most important issues that you want to tackle, um, you know, if you're elected?
3: I was going to let Chelsea go first. I figured we'd just do it that way because
4: <laughs> we wouldn't be talking over each other. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I think one thing that we can agree on, Nerissa, is rural fiber internet number one (laughs) is like the best thing on our platform um i know from there everything else on my platform trickles down from people actually having that affordable accessible internet and in rural i mean also let's keep in mind that nurse and i are rural um northwest pa so it is very common for someone to not be able to do something because they don't have internet in their in their home so that's number one for me um we have to across the board be able to give people that access so that they have opportunities for jobs and school and health care mental health care so everything from everything trickles down from that for me
3: how about you yeah
4: yeah, that's that's a main issue. But um,
3: my my biggest one is is the wages. Um, the wages have been pretty stagnant. You know, I know the wages kind of seemed to creep up a little bit during COVID, but that was just because you know a lot of people decided they couldn't work for those wages anymore. And I respect people for that because they should be paid for their time um, and what they're worth. But um, we still see the minimum wage sitting at uh, $7.25, as it has been since 2009. And now we're having uh, increasing inflation and increasing gas prices and food and energy and everything. And people are just um, having a hard time getting by. I've said many times in the past few weeks to friends that there's no reason that my household making what it does should be struggling and, and living paycheck to paycheck, but we are. And so I can only imagine what a household that has one parent making minimum wage or 10 or 12 or even $15 an hour, you know, what what they're going through trying to get by. So um, the minimum wage needs to be increased and uh, that's, that's a huge,
0: huge issue to me. Yeah, I think that's, that's so right. Minimum wages, (laughs) fucking bonkers. I was reminded the other day that Doug Mastriano, uh, I say, I can't believe I said his name. I'm so mad at myself. Um, That guy that looks like a thumb, like a combination of a thumb and a penis. um, He actually voted against raising the minimum wage to 9.50 an hour. It's like, what a cheap bastard.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Nine fifty is still such a laughable how do, right how would how do people live on nine fifty They don't
1: well, and the reality is is that those people that are paying seven twenty five to nine fifty are the ones that can't find people to work for them. These are the same like so i there's a lot of irony in um voting to not raise the minimum wage and then also. Um, uplifting this nonsense bullshit narrative that people don't want to work just because really shitty employers can't, can't find employees. Um, And I'm sure both of your opponents have, you know, spent um, all of last year in the beginning of this year, uplifting that very same stupid sentiment, which is truly what it is. I mean, the, the, the labor market is in flux, but like, dude, if you're paying 7 25 an hour, you know, you're, you're going to be feeling that flux and that's because of you. So there is an irony there in uplifting that, you know, which Listen, I can't wait till we get to talk about it, but these guys have l- literally the worst. The only thing that could be worse, maybe, is if you were running against Aaron Bernstein, either of you, but, like, you guys have, like, really crappy opponents. Yeah, really I'm
4: weird. laughing because I know who that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you
4: do. Uh-huh. So, so that seems to be the Elwood City sentiment, so that's encouraging.
2: The, uh thing that gets me is $15 an hour, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks out of the year, $31,200. Still
3: poverty week, yeah. That is it. Mm-hmm.
2: And you have people who are sitting out there, these same representatives, right? Who are like, oh, these people are just mooching off the system or these people are like, and I'm like, oh, but if you don't pay them, And then the system and then the never-ending cycle you stupid jagoffs you stupid jagoffs that's
3: exactly it i mean in in raising the minimum wage would bring people up off of of the need to be relying on the system yeah and it also would increase the revenue from income tax because the wages would be higher like i don't i don't understand why this is so hard to grasp but you know yeah
2: well and i'm also going to throw out there the other thing raising the minimum wage will do because you also hear those people bitching well why doesn't this type of worker get this much Mm -hmm. right it will naturally because capitalism economics raise all of the other fucking wages in the area and i had a super fascinating conversation with a friend of mine who's a prison guard Um, And it's really interesting to me that prison guards and nurses are going through the same fucking bullshit right now with things like safe staffing, contract workers coming in who are non-union, all that kind of stuff. And they're like nurses and prison guards, their lives are regularly at risk and hospitals or state owned prisons don't want to pay. There's no pen like there's no old school type really solid pension to attract people at state prisons anymore. Yeah. You know there's all kinds. Of, it, it, I will go off. I also just recently had a conversation with this prison guard friend of mine so it's very fresh right. Um. Anyway, we were talking about issues I should probably go to the next question, but that is uh, the issue that y'all are running on. Um, and you kind of talked about those top issues for your campaign. So wage and broadband, do you see those as the number one issue your community faces right now as well? Like if you're knocking doors, what's the number one thing you hear?
4: economy. So yeah. in a way, yes. Um, I've talked first every time Nerissa. cut me off next time. Oh, I was
3: just, <laughs> I was just letting you go. Was,
4: Nerissa uh, ha- is required to go first next time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear economy the most when I'm door knocking. So yes, wages. Um, and broadband brings opportunity. So you could be getting a better job or you could be introduced to different kinds of education if you had that opportunity while in your living room. Um, So yeah, I think those very much tie together of the number one issue right now too.
3: Yeah, and I I think economy is probably what you're gonna hear from just about everybody that you speak to, so obviously, you know, wages tie into the economy and, and um, yeah.
2: And I'm intentionally picking brains here. Okay. So when you hear that and you're knocking someone right of center, independent Republican, someone right of center Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and they go, well, I don't necessarily want to vote for the Democrats because the economy sucks, and you are one. Have you crafted a
3: response yet? If you have, what is your response? I just don't think it's a partisan issue, um, and not all Democrats are the same. Um, so you can't you can't blame an entire economy on one party. Um, to me, the the economy issue right now is a combination of coming out of this pandemic that we're still in that people don't seem to realize um (laughs) and and corporate greed um we're being preyed upon by corporations because there was a crisis and so they can and that's that's the reality of it. Um, I think too much that we blame a party or or each other for situations when really the country's being run by money and not people at this point. And that's that's the major issue.
4: I would echo that too. Um And the only other thing is that, like, Democrats are also pissed off about the economy right now, too. Like, just because I voted for the guy that's president right now doesn't mean that I'm agreeing with absolutely everything that he's ever said or done. I'm pissed. Let's talk about it. So when (laughs) you have that conversation with people, I mean, there's people who I only, so I only knock Democrat, or I'm sorry, I only knock Republican doors because I need them but there's like people who have Trump signs still in their yards who have committed to voting for me because I've sat on their porch and had that conversation and made myself look like a fricking person. Because as Narissa said at the beginning, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like that's who your state reps are supposed to be. So let's, let's talk about anything you want to. (laughs) I'm mad too. (laughs) Uh
1: I wanna I wanna like just take a moment and I don't number one hug, big hug for like addressing that because there is absolutely and and this is like real talk, and you know it seems like that is not that's that's not um, super popular right now <laughs> right now. but like you guys can't win without talking to independents and Republicans period and furthermore um this preposterous idea that that somehow you are going to be able to win in the majority in what are now the majority of house districts in Pennsylvania when Joe Biden, who we all worked our ass off to get elected and will vote for if he's on the ballot again, he has a 33% approval rating. So like, if you can't talk about this stuff with people, there's no path to victory for you. You have to talk about it. You have to listen to people's concerns and like, be like, yeah, I feel that. And, and I, I just, I want to scream that from the rooftops because i could imagine that when you guys if you guys dip your toes in um even the smallest water of the um the the internet i don't know how to politely how do you politely describe the boomer internet without calling them it the boomer internet i'm really i need like a nice way to say this and i I, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's wrong. Like if someone, I like, I don't think call, saying boomer is wrong. How's it wrong?
4: I mean, not I got a millennial all the time, so. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So when you stick your fingers in boomer internet, I mean, the backlash for, like, it's like, oh, you obviously want Trump to win again. <laughs> like those are the two options. Like right. you can, you either like, don't acknowledge the very real concerns that people have, and if you do, you very obviously just want Trump to or, or, or insert whoever other right. Republican, insert Republican name to win, mm-hmm. and like that's not a you got you all can't win that way. There is no conceivable way. So I'd imagine that has to
3: drive you guys bananas. Yeah, bananas. We actually um, recently. We're in the very beginning stages of creating a coalition of um, rural women candidates in Pennsylvania because we're all up against the same thing, is that we are Democrats, but we need Republicans to win. We're tired of the partisan politics, and we need the attention that we're not getting from the state because they're just focused on the big city candidates who probably are going to go blue anyway. So we created—it's called the "I'm Possible" coalition because everybody tells us that it's impossible for us to win. Um, so we're "I'm Possible," um, and uh, we're just kind of starting to market ourselves together as as a group of people with the common kind of goal and the common um, uh, words um, roadblocks. Um, and you know, we're all women, we're all rural. We all know the same kind of, of, uh, things that, that are, that are keeping us back or, but we're not gonna let it, you know? So that's kind of a a thing that we're doing now. Um, Chelsea and I are both on board with it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other rural candidates around Pennsylvania. I think we have about 10 right now that are, that are on board that are, Ready to step up and, and do this together. So
2: you, you know what you should do? You should connect to the woman who is vice chair for the PA dems Rural Caucus.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me. It's me. I was like, uh, is I'd she in say. here? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's me. I have I have volunteered myself for so many leadership positions uh, that uh because I too enjoy pain uh (laughs) obviously yeah this is i feel like you know and it seems like you guys really have picked you know we see this in so many women candidates right it's like somebody has to do it well all right let's do it Mm -hmm. because you know and i think i I get that question a lot in the area that i'm in like oh my god how like why are you doing this and it's like because somebody fucking has to
4: (laughs) exactly why not me you know somebody yeah. too please because there's a lot of somebodies who are not stepping yes. up, not good that are stepping up
0: mm-hmm. right exactly it's like we need a lot of somebodies um, you know so that we can sort of drown out some of the not not so good the you know the, the self appointed bad boys of the democratic party as it were uh <laughs> um, uh
1: Listen, I also gotta throw in, I gotta throw in, because I I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I I have I've heard and I'm sure Katie and and I know Katie and Jillian have as well. Um but I mean we've we've heard a lot of cycles of these similar complaints about resources and whatnot for um, candidates, and you know, I think that when you're talking about it, it's really important to peel the onion back a little bit and state, you know, that there's there's some there's some very base core problems that have absolutely nothing to do with how the party spends resources, and have everything to do with. Um, the modern trends in how we decide to horse trade and gerrymander and I mean that's the reality and Pennsylvania is not alone in this and I mean you even see it with our the our congressional races I mean, (coughs) sorry there is because there are so few, and to reiterate, this is not just a PA problem, because there are so few districts that are drawn close, that mm-hmm. are drawn with, with some form of parity that makes them appear. Now, I personally believe that with the right candidate, any district is competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of thinker. I, I do believe it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just how big the lift, you know? How big is the lift and how insanely amazing does the candidate need to be, you know? But what I'm saying is, you know, when they, when they've taken, um, the amount of districts that, that are, can be viewed, what is considered conventionally competitive and taken them from being, let's say, you know, even 25% of the districts to just a handful, um, you know, it, it, it. It opens up interesting questions about how, what things will look like uh, moving forward and how long this is even sustainable, mm-hmm. truly, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really good. I mean, I am I am a really firm believer in like, in do for you, you know? And that there's power in numbers. So I think it's, I, I mean, I think that even just working together on a comms basis is really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I think like a coalition like that could really super shine, like outside of fundraising, truly con- doing, working on comms together um, as a coalition of, of uh, you know, rural female candidates who have to appeal to independents and Republicans. I, I, listen, I am, a, a, the other thing that I really believe is that you don't have, you don't have to be milk toast and centrist to appeal to independent and Republican voters. As a matter of fact, I think it's the worst way to do it. Mm-hmm. The best way is to like use plain speech, speak about the issues that matter mm-hmm. and and talk about things that your opponent isn't talking about that have a direct impact on people's lives
3: mm-hmm.
1: and their lived experience. And like that doesn't like, I think like the word you used was like nonpartisan, but like, I don't, I kind of agree like that you had to take an onpartisan approach in some of these districts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I where I differ from like what I know a lot of conventional wisdom is, I think the conventional wisdom is really wrong in that going to the center is not the the way. Mm-hmm. you know? like I, I, I think, especially on economic issues.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's like, like you guys were talking about and i put some extra tidbits in the chat for you pro tip um but (laughs) like aside from the racism xenophobia misogyny and outright fucking lies yeah of the former president there was a populist message Mm -hmm. right john fetterman has a populist message Mm -hmm. right there is a level there when people are at because i always remember what the spouse has told me is like people say the economy is better but my economy is not better
3: right
2: he's an independent right and that's gonna change his dial um that matters and i think it's really interesting that it's like hello corporate greed why isn't everybody being paid more it's not just about the minimum wage what the fuck is this shit right um but the other thing i'll add and actually angela pennsylvania is better on the maps yes i'm sorry did you just see the i did i did god
1: i just saw a tweet that literally i am so sorry for interrupting this very special messaging but wow listen I just want to say that there are a lot of dudes in Pennsylvania politics that really need some self awareness. And I'm mm-hmm. embarrassed for you. I might die of secondhand embarrassment. That is all.
0: <laughs> With that, <laughs> let me. <laughs> we'll, we'll show you guys when we're not recording anymore. Um, <laughs> let me. So let me take it to this direction then. You know, being a candidate is. Weird. And it, it is different. So I would say this, and we'll start with Narissa. What what do you feel like you've learned as as a candidate, like becoming a candidate for state rep? How is it? Is it different in any way than you thought it would be? And like, you know, what have you learned? I don't
3: I don't know that it is different. Um I the unsolicited advice is always fun. (laughs) (laughs) I get, I get so much unsolicited advice, but that's not really new being a woman because, you know, having kids and, and, you know, working in a male dominated industry and, you know, it's always, well, you should do this and you, you, you really should, you know, whatever you're doing is wrong. And so um, that's not really something I've learned, but it's something that, that I've gotten a lot more of. So that's been fun. Um, a lot of people think that I should be more stressed out than I am. And there are <laughs> moments, you know, that I get very stressed out, but um, they're not not—they're not as much as apparently everyone thinks that I should be. Like everyone thinks I should just be this ball of anxiety all the time. And I'm like, oh, that's just my everyday life. Um, so <laughs> right. it's not more than normal um, so yeah I don't I don't know like I guess I don't know that I've learned so much yet um maybe maybe as the race continues and heats up but
0: <laughs> yeah you'll have to get back to that back to yeah. that yeah I think I think you do like you 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 have a set of experience that, experiences that probably lends itself well to the chaos that is campaigning
1: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say because I gotta be real. Most most candidates, especially male candidates, who usually have like maybe one or two responsibilities in their life, if at best, oh god,
0: male candidates are never they ready.
1: freak the hell at like they like literally cannot handle stress and stressors at all, and like can't, uh, uh, they're not chill like you are and i just want to throw that out there and like so if you could keep that chill that is great also i'm sure that you don't scream at your eight children and that means that you won't scream at your staff so yeah
0: there you go chelsea how about you
4: i guess i'm in that same boat um there is a lot of unsolicited advice which i expected um (laughs) young female i'm always getting unsolicited advice um you know chelsea i really
2: don't know if that v-neck is doing it for you so when you're out on the campaign <laughs> trail i it really is. think you need to go to a crew neck okay listen <laughs> too
1: much
4: clavicle i've actually heard that <laughs> too much clavicle of course you have i'm trying to work on my tan ladies anyway um yeah so and not that my resume looks like nurses that has eight children or quality control, but my background is in marketing and crisis communication. So also not having anxiety attacks every day, like, it's, it's definitely a learning curve of like, how much, how much can I take every day, but Mm -hmm. this is, you know, comms is what I do for a living. So I know how to talk to the people that I plan to serve because I have been talking to them and with them for a decade now. Like, so there's also been that whole, everyone told me that this would be the worst year of my life and I'm really having the best fucking time campaigning. That's awesome. That's so good. I I mean, (laughs) yes, of course there are days that I'm, exhausted at the end but every single day i am excited to wake up and keep on going because i know why i'm waking up i know what i'm doing this for and i'm having a damn good time <laughs>
0: so perfection we love to hear it that's so good what uh a... i'm gonna, just I'm gonna... Oh, go two on. more chillax candidates i've never seen and i i'm here for it sorry that i'm very old and i said chillax
4: that was very Gen Z of you, Gen X of you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I was born in 1981,
1: so he's a cusper.
0: <laughs> it, I'm a cusper. I think Angela is the true Xer by two years.
1: Yeah, but I don't or claim cusper. it because I don't have their like. Sorry, I'm allergic to um. What do they call that? I don't even know what it's called. That's how allergic I am to it. No, I don't like ironic detachment.
0: Yeah. I'm not. Angela not, you know just that loves not. things. And like loving things is not a thing you're allowed to do as a Gen Xer. It's weird.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't belong well. I, I don't have a strong yeah. sense of um, identification with them because they like, they like want to sneer at things. And you guys all know I sneer at things. I sneer with love. I'm like the most earnest fucking person on earth. I'm like painfully <laughs> earnest and I yeah so I don't I, I, I have a rough time I don't have a I don't have a real uh I don't have a real common conscious with the ye old slacker generation
0: yeah so Seriously. what else what Anything. else what
2: else I'm gonna go back to Narissa first we'll kind of okay, like go we'll turn it up a little bit we'll just actually be kind of mindful of who we're asking the question of um where do you think the incumbent that you are running against has fallen the most short. That's oddly phrased. I think you know what I mean. Listen, I was drinking vodka yeah. when you wrote this. So, you
3: know this. this is kind of like um, the reason that I'm running um, when I said that government isn't accessible. I hear a lot of people say, you know, well, where's where's my representative? you know what is he doing? He's not doing anything for us, you know I get a hold of his office and he doesn't show up and he doesn't you know do anything for me and um so I think just being an accessible representative um, caring about his constituents um treating his constituents all as human beings. Um, I've heard stories of him going to various agencies and, and instead of learning anything, he would say things like, well, you know, you're just doing too much for these people. And I'm like, these people, these, <laughs> these how do you refer to your constituents as these people? Um, so I think, I think that's his biggest downfall is that he, he just doesn't truly care He's just in this for a, a position or you know something and and it's not the people that he's supposed to be serving
0: he's
1: just a, he's like a thumb he's like a personalityless <laughs> thumb
3: he's like as as uh Chelsea put it when she first saw him he's a schlup
1: he is a schlub he's a schlub like you're running against a schlub and chelsea's running against like what it looks like if you stick kid rock through like like some kind of horrible um (laughs) cloning machine and stick it in Erie (laughs) county jesus christ I can't wait to talk about. I've been waiting all morning to talk about
0: Chelsea's opponent. <laughs> yeah, wow. So Chelsea, t- tell us where. Tell us where your opponent is falling down on the job most.
4: Where <laughs> he's falling down on the job, he doesn't show the fuck up for anything. Ooh. He <laughs> he came to the first ever event. Okay, so I am like everywhere in our district. Our district is ginormous, and I'm everywhere. Multiple events every single week. He didn't even come to the event that was in his own backyard. But <laughs> he yeah, that's next level. But he did participate in a parade this past weekend, just yes, yesterday. <clears throat> um with he just drove his truck that had this billboard on the back of him and just drove it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. If that's how you want to show up for this whole campaign, go for it because i'm literally in the streets shaking people's hands as i'm walking this parade route and i'm actually talking to the voters so if you think you're a shoo-in because you are erie county's kid rock <laughs> <by all means. laughs> i do have to uh, disclaimer i have gone to a kid rock concert and it was a lot more fun than i expected however that was a good thank you for that angela <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. I just, Katie shared the website and I'm, I just want to like go wash my eyes out with bleach now. You got to um, click on that tab though. I <laughs> did. I clicked on the Patriots tab. That's why I need to wash my eyes out with bleach. Chelsea, um, what, Patriots.
1: Let me, let me ask you something, Chelsea. Do you find there's anything
4: worth mentioning about that billboard or about his signs, his yard signs? That's a very leading question. I would love to answer that. Um, (laughs) Yes. He's obviously talking to one very specific kind of voter because there are crosshairs on all of his yard signs. (laughs) More on that in a moment. Um, All of his yard signs and these giant billboard yard signs that he's making. And the slogan is keeping your rights in sight, which is, you know, that's clever for guns. Okay. But like, there are literally no rights that Democrats are trying to take away. I'm seeing a lot of rights being trying to like, being stripped of people from your team, but there's none. (laughs) What rights are you keeping in sight? Just the gun thing? Nobody's taken away your guns in Erie County or anywhere. Like that's not gonna happen. So who are you talking to? One very specific kind of person. And that is not the entire representation of our district.
0: Yeah, I mean certainly I think I can see that because it says like I am America on his page and just like <laughs> oh, that God. that is the epitome of like the white male Republican I am America. Like bruh, no, you're not. Not really. No, I'm sorry. Um you know I
1: hear Christian fascist like white ethno Christo, Christo fascism thing is I am America. You are America. My followers, just you. We are America, and those people are not. And let's let's let let's shred or whatever Donald <laughs> say. I don't even know. This guy's fascinating to me because I'm kind of sick way because he's like a freaking caricature, like a terrible. Like I can't fathom what it must be like to be like
2: I love this guy when when i see people like him and that picture and that messaging that is exactly why i say my fake dicks must be bigger than his real one
0: yeah no that's 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 correct um
2: and i got it in another episode (laughs)
0: Uh, every episode um listen so i think where I want to take us right now is going to be our final question. And this is an important one. Uh, at the very beginning, well, before Angela was on, we had, we had Narissa and Chelsea listened to a very special song. Oh yeah. Uh, and we haven't asked this question in a while because we haven't had candidates on in a while. Um, but the question is this. So the Pennsylvania state song is, first of all, let me just get your reaction because honestly, like the faces that you both made were priceless, but what did you think of that song? I'm speechless. I was
3: speechless. That's why it was all in my face. Um, yeah, I it's very Pennsylvania <laughs>
0: It was a barbershop quartet of
4: doom. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, um, like, I'm going to say this in the most non-derogatory way. I mean this traditionally. It was very, like, fraternity, fight song-y, and I wasn't yes. thoroughly on board with it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great uh it,
1: did they tell you that it was like approved like you would think that that's been the state song since like oh we probably adopted that in 1890 and we kept it ever since no 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 that's from the 90s baby No, it's no. what yes. i swear to jesus <laughs> yes i swear it
4: no. Yeah, you can look that shit up. That's real. Yeah. Okay. This is our first order of action when we're elected, nurse. Yeah.
0: That's good because so that was- well, I mean, I have we have it, a proposal but- for this. We have a proposal for this. Um, we want to do a television show called Penavision.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in which every county in our great Commonwealth will submit a song. And then, you know, we just like, we duke it out and fight it out. We want it to be very good. Like, I want to see, like, we want to see pretzels and pierogies. Like we want costumes and just like the, the most. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you're a vision. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah. PA could bring us together. So as legislators, would you support that? 100%. Sounds like
4: a good time. I love could Get all these people in PA together on, on something good.
1: Oh, Uh, Can I bring up one thing before we we bring it in for a landing? Because you guys are so um, wonderful. And I I haven't brought this up yet this year. (laughs) We brought it up last year. And there's two of you here. And so I want to put it in your ears. Um, Hey, so they updated the driver's licensing so that you do not have to um you don't have to select male or female you know there's another option now what they did not do when they did this is update voter registration and this creates especially for our um our gender non-conforming and trans young people creates a real feeling of, I mean you can see absolute panic and sadness when they go to first fill out the form um that's not a good introduction to the department of state or voting uh, so I, I brought this up last year with some candidates and I want to bring it up with you guys now we really need to get that changed people need to you know people need to keep bringing it up it's such a small thing
3: that and that's at this point. I mean, there's no reason not to be updating like all forms and uh, yeah, for everything that with a third option, it's it shouldn't be a big deal.
1: Well, I mean, this is. I suppose this would be the quality assurance issue. It's like, did no one think about this
3: documentation yeah. control? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: so anyway, I just you know, I I really in doing Voto reg have seen some hearts where you you know heartbreaking yeah. as they is as, as folks encounter the forum for the first time and um so i mean we could do better yeah. Um we've we already fought the fight over the driver's license there
0: shouldn't be an argument now
1: right right Sorry. so i just wanted to i this is my once a year bringing up this pro- problem
0: <laughs> every every candidate um so <laughs> Yeah, I mean I think number one. So first of all, thank you guys so much both for coming on. Um you're amazing. Uh and I cannot wait to see uh how the fall goes for you. Uh I hope very, very well. Uh because the northwest of Pennsylvania deserve better, uh for sure than these jag offs that you got right now. Um <laughs> uh and with that. Um, listen, we're going to talk about some events. Um, so there's some canvassing on Sunday, July 31st, two to five, if you meet at the Erie Dems headquarters, um, obviously, please don't forget to, uh, look up both Narissa and Chelsea, uh, find out how you can help them so that Northwestern PA does get something better because, uh, Additionally, uh, Central PA Pride Fest, July 30th, 11 to six in Harrisburg. Uh, Pride is just every, every, every uh, month. Rally for reproductive freedom, August 3rd, Diamond Park in Meadville. Um, yeah, we're gonna need to be doing a lot of rallying for reproductive freedom since, you know. Republicans. Um, <laughs> uh, and of course, if you are like, where am I going to find a canvas? Like, how am I going to knock a door for a candidate? You got to go to mobilize. It's mobilize with a Z dot us slash PA Dems. Find any the canvases, the phone banks, you find them all go to mobilize.us slash PA Dems. Um, we have one Patreon shout out this week. Uh, and that is Rihanna check. Thank you so much oh, Rihanna uh, for joining us in our discord. You too can join uh, you too can join Rihanna in our discord and, and the rest of us, um, if you want to contribute to our Patreon uh, for as low as five dollars a month or you can do more, that's always cool too. If you donate, t- if you do $10 a month, Shanna will make you a custom PA, which name cross stitch. So just like, keep that in mind. Um, but we of course always get wild and crazy in the discord. And if I'm very honest, uh, the discord is what's in my college or many days of the week, uh, because y- you know, y'all you keep me going. So with that, I am going to say once again, thank you so, so much uh, to Chelsea Oliver and Narissa Galt. And obviously my delightful co-witches, Katie and Angela, my mysterious, our mysterious, she's not just mine. Our mysterious and delightful producer, Dr. Ack. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Caucus. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Pods, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. And, uh, you know, like we said, Join our community by becoming a Patreon supporter. All right, gang.